0: Hello, this is uh, Julian Block, and this is my podcast, um, Adventures of J Blockbuster. And as I warned everyone, I'm bringing on board people I really want to talk to because I like them, or admire them, and I think they're inspiring. And today I have here Vary Calvi, with whom I work with in two feature films, I think. Yes, right? two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> More to come. More to come. <laughs> You want to tell us a little
1: bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm um, I'm an actress and uh, recently producer from the UK. And um, I started acting when I was very young, uh, doing Mel Gibson's Braveheart. And um, I've recently been nominated for Best Newcomer at the National Film Awards.
0: Yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which keeps being delayed because of COVID. So we like get emailed saying it'll be in a couple of months. <laughs> It gets delayed again, so hopefully we'll be able to actually celebrate it. Um, And, uh, yeah, I've got a few productions lined up for when we can go back filming again. And um, I'm also uh, writing a blog with Julianne, which we're going to talk about in a minute.
0: (laughs) Yes, Uh, but let's put the blog, like, a little bit towards the end. I think um, what I really am interested in, like, I mean, the first film we have been working on is called Three Lives. And from my perspective as director, producer and being two weeks um, prior production without a lead actress, because like for several reasons we lost our lead actress, you really saved our butts. So (laughs) maybe you want to, like, I'm interested if you'd just kind of say a couple of sentences how the experience was shooting on set and also create a little bit more value for everyone who's not familiar with filmmaking, maybe... um, how as actress you perceive shooting in general. Sure,
1: Um, so Three Lives was actually a bit of a gift for me because it came completely out of the blue. Uh, You guys were super close to production um, and I got cast two days before um, I had to fly out to Germany to... (laughs) meet you all so it was it was i remember reading the script and um then literally sorting out getting on my plane and it was quite an adventure the shoot and um it was an amazing experience actually just sort of you know we went through so much physically to make the film um i always say to people it was a bit like shooting the reverend <laughs> just <because. laughs> We went through so much physically and emotionally, but it was such an incredible experience. Um, and it's definitely one I wouldn't trade ever, because it was just, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot as well on that shoot.
0: Des what was the best thing and the
1: worst. Um, the best thing was I actually loved being in Germany. Uh, my family are from Germany, so it was nice to actually go to Europe and to shoot a film there. In a country where my mom grew up, so that felt really amazing. Um, the worst thing was the mosquitoes. <laughs> oh,
0: well, I'm with you on that. Like, well, I I had actually the first tick in my life as well, like so. But then, what did you expect? Like, if you're kind of three weeks in the forest. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I knew that there were people like I had a lot more ticks than I did. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I think it was it was crazy just seeing the amount of mosquitoes and um everybody's legs swelling up and <laughs> hospital trips because of it and stuff. But it's all part of filmmaking which kind of makes it um a big adventure and I love that. It's a great life experience, I think.
0: Yeah, from a directing perspective I might I, I can add this. So it was really, really wet so we shot in the summer of 2017 and it was like when there was uh i don't know an incredible amount of water just coming down everything was flooded so our locations were flooded we sometimes had to location to go location recce in the morning to find new locations and then for Vary, our lead actress her legs got infected and then she told me like i can't get near water (laughs) (laughs) Which was a little bit of a, uh, well, challenge, <laughs> yeah. but just one of many, so um, we managed, and I think, yeah, like um, Tyrone Rickens recently said, well, all this misery made us act better in, in terms of the characters we we were supposed to portray. <laughs> um. So, like, I think to ask you how you prepared for the role of Emma in Three Lives might be a mean question since you just had, like, the trip on the airplane. But how in <laughs> general, like, as an actress, how do you approach roles?
1: Well, in general, as an actress, I'll I'll take, um, I mean, as long as I can get would, is always amazing. So if I've got, like, a couple of months to prepare for a film, that's just incredible. Because then you can research um, history if you need to, Um and you can just really take your time to get into it and I, I do it in several different ways but I usually start off just breaking the script down um, to figure out what people say about the character and what she says about herself and that's obviously quite a good indication um, and so and then I, I do various other exercises um, but I often change things so sometimes I'll do sort of a Mike Lee method where I'll use three people as inspiration and take that into the character um, but with Emma, I didn't have long at all. As you said, the trip on the plane, <laughs> which is only 45 minutes from here to Germany. <laughs> so it was a lot of like drawing from personal experiences um, and sort of feeling my way through it as we filmed. And luckily I was working with you, so you were able to guide me and I could really trust you and you knew where to take me and what to do with me. So between the you two of us. You just
0: want to us... get casted in my new film, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh no but seriously like yeah i i really likewise from my and like i really enjoy working with you and it was in extremely easy in many ways so that was um you were god sent if i'd believe in god i don't (laughs) like (laughs) I, i just thank the universe for that yeah um what would you recommend for younger aspiring actresses? I mean, like you have been in front of the camera at a very early stage and you very early on that you want to become an actress. So, but I always wanted. So is there anything you can tell someone who wants to become an actor or an actress?
1: Um, I think just do it for the right reasons. It's a pretty tough industry. Um, and while there's many amazing parts to it, it, it can be a bit of a rough journey. So I think you have to do it for reasons where you love the actual work um, and have passion for the actual work, um, so many people I I've spoken to a lot of young actors say that you know they want to be famous and they want to be on the red carpet and. And that's not a thing. That's just something that comes along with the type of profession we do. But that's not what it's about. The the bit that I love and the bit that makes me want to do it is the fact that I get to run around a forest in Germany for three weeks. (laughs) Or, um, you know, jump out of windows with zombies chasing me. Or, you know, fun things like that. And that's... You've got to do it for the love of the job. And um, for me, I often pick scripts and it's it's just it's down to the script i really love a script so i'll do the script i don't care on the size of the budget or anything else it's it's just if the script's a good script and i think it has to be about that it's got to be about telling stories
0: i can totally rely uh i think as director that is it's nothing different really you shouldn't be A director because you like to tell people what to do, which I've... I heard this a couple of times earlier, so you can actually tell everyone what to do, like you're the queen on set, and I was like, oh, I think it's the opposite. (laughs) Which brings me to the next question. Uh, You also branch out into directing, how was that? I did, I kind of did it as a bit of an
1: acting exercise, just to see what it's like for a director. Um, I was producing as well, so that was a really interesting experience. But uh, yeah, it was really challenging, actually. Um, it was a lot of fun, and it was really nice to create something that was completely my vision, which I never get to do. It's usually I'm doing other people's visions and contributing to that, but the fact that this was completely my, my vision and, and the st- a story I wanted to tell was an amazing experience. But it's very challenging, because um, I also acted. A, played a very small role in the film and the scenes where I was acting as well. I was thinking about the other actor's performance while I was saying my lines and sort of, it's, it's very hard to kind of switch hats. Um, but it was a great challenge and a lot of fun, but I think I'm I'm more of an actor-producer rather than an actor-director.
0: It's good to try this out. I mean, I did. So I played a lead role in one of my first films, like which is a full feature, and I decided after that that I'm like a uh, director type. So I want to direct. I don't want to act because I think there's so many people who do a better job and I really appreciate like actors doing what they do because you have to let go so much, which I wasn't really able to. So um, which gave me good insight in what you're going through. Um, yeah, which, which makes it, it makes it always easier if you know both sides, I think. So like, um, you're more or less answered also my next question, sort of, which means like you see yourself more like, uh, producing, acting, acting in the future. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I love bringing teams together and I love that about producing. Um, I really want to get into executive producing as well. Uh, but it's often to have the freedom to be able to pick up a script and go, yeah, let's make this film. Um, so I've had a couple of really great scripts come to me recently, uh, one with, uh, from a director in the Netherlands, and um, that's a Western film, and it's just this really beautiful script, and it's his first ever feature as a director, so I'm excited to work on that and produce that, and um, yeah, I'm co-producing another project as well, and I just, I love that I'm going to be bringing teams of people together, and from actors I know to, to crew that I know, it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: Which also influences, uh, I reckon, uh, what you can and cannot do on set. So, I mean, I find this is also why I like directing, producing or at least like be onboarding some producing capacity just because you have like more control um, of everything in terms of like what the whole ship steering towards. So I think this is great. So we also produced like the last film, you came also on board as producer, which is the curse of Ops House. Um, that one we just had a trailer drop uh, and it's presented at Cannes right now at the virtual market this year. So I'm super excited to see how that one will do. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the experience doing The Curse of Hobbs House?
1: Yeah, that that was an amazing experience for me because I've never produced anything before that. So to suddenly produce... A feature film with a budget and play one of the leading characters. It was it was a lot. I jumped in the deep end with it, but I learned so much along the way. And luckily, I was working with like yourself and Wolf and Paul, who are all experienced producers. Um, so I, you know, I you guys guided me through and taught me so much about producing. Um, but I loved it. I loved that it was. I got to bring people together who I knew were talented. Um, And that I got to see the process right from the beginning, from when you guys finished writing the script right until post-production and just seeing that whole process through and all the other things that goes into a film that even as an actor you're just not aware of, the amount of work that goes into every thought from accommodation and travel and contracts and just, it's, it's amazing actually just the amount of work that goes into something.
0: Oh, I think this is some other aspect you really come to appreciate if you see once how much work there is, like to sort out uh, the three T's transport, tea, and toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how Simon liked to say that. What was your favorite moment in the Curse of Hope's house, and what was the worst?
1: I think my favourite moment was when we had um, the stunt guys in where we had uh, Lucy and she came along and helped us and we were doing sort of jumping out of windows and shooting zombies and that was just really fun, it was just something I'd never done before um, and it was just great to actually work with people who do stunts and just see what they do and also just talk to them while we were working because their job's so scary they put so much on the line just for a film to look good so it was it was just a great experience to do that that was one of my favorite days was doing all the stunt stuff and, and mckenna loved it as well <laughs> yeah,
0: we, can see we that didn't stop doing the awesome. stunts did we because everybody
1: rapped and we were like let's keep
0: doing it <laughs> you had a lot of fun scenes where you just said can we do this again can we do this again please so yeah but like I I like this physical stuff so I completely I completely get it so what was the worst or like was there a worst experience
1: um I don't think there was I think the bit that I found the most challenging was producing and acting at the same time um And, you know, I, I would be the first to arrive to set and the last to leave set. So the hours were mega long. So I'd get I'd have about four or five hours at home before I was back on set again. So I was just so exhausted. I was like hallucinating by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, you know, I've got some great memories of it. So it's and I learned a lot. And I also learned a very valuable lesson, which is. To always have someone who can take over your job as a producer if you're acting
0: so. it makes total sense like everything else I'm having an assistant with <laughs> yeah yeah I'm 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 with you um so let me see any other things you are dying to tell us um I've got a few projects coming up but I I I, d- I
1: mean, I don't know when we can film with the way the world is at the moment, but hopefully soon because there's some, I've got a really nice mixture of um, period dramas and, and action films. I've got a real cross, cross um, of characters, which I'm excited about playing. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to say more about that soon.
0: <laughs> if people want to find you online, where can they do that?
1: Um, I've got a website up as well, which is www.barrykelvie.com. I'm also on social media, although I'm having a little break from it for a while because I have been online way too much over lockdown, so uh, I've come off that for a little while, but my profiles are still up and you can still follow me on there, and um, I'll be promoting the other thing on there, but usually my website and Spotlight, places like that.
0: We will put all the links into the description, and uh, now let's come back to the Heron Tribe um, which is a project I started. It's a blog about uh, inspirational stories about women, and that is initially because I um, want to find my dream audience. And like with my two last films, and one of which was actually marketed the wrong way to men who want to see slasher films and it kind of like didn't leave like the best of impressions. This is when we thought, okay, I'm starting this blog and um, you will also join with some stories. So um, do you want to give us a hint what you will write about?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to say I'm writing about um, Madam C.J. Walker, um, who was a great inventor. Um, She came up with things for women's hair and... And one of the things that really struck me was she said, "Um, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. I'm too busy focused on what I'm doing. And I remember thinking, oh my God, that's so inspiring. Because a lot of the time I think we're so worried that we get left out of stuff, especially in today's society with social media. I think we always think that we're going to miss out on something if we're not constantly glued to our phones. But it was really great to hear that it takes that kind of focus to become successful and yeah it just it, it really stuck with me. So she was someone who just really inspired me with the things she went through in her life and the challenges she went through and all the things she overcame to become who she
0: became. It's really an incredible looking forward story to, to read your post
1: Yeah I can't
0: wait. <laughs> I mean also the link to um, the blog and the social media which come with it, you can find in the description. And you can read, like, in the waiting time, you can read some more blog posts about, like, other women. Like, we have been writing a lot about, like, early music, as well as, like, the first female filmmakers. And and, and to my surprise, there's are a lot. You never hear about them because they have been written out of history. This is, like, what was amazing for me, like, to find all these stories and suddenly think, well, they were really people like a lot of women who wrote history so we need to remember them um so yes um I think it's an exciting project and I can't wait to read your stories (laughs) okay um I think this is everything I wanted to ask you and I have to say that was really fun doing this yeah so it's lovely you were my first podcast um I did like (laughs) mutual like with two people so that was an awesome experience and I hope you come back check back for more and who knows maybe you and I we are speaking for another podcast like in a near future when you have more exciting projects coming up (laughs) we want to hear about yeah that would be amazing thanks Jules thank you